30 years of advice for your house, home, castle, or cabin. Y'all have things you want to get done. It's Rosie on the House. And it's open line hour now. So this is when we empty all the phone calls, clear every line, and invite you to call us at one 767 If you have a project you're trying to tackle around your house, give us a ring. Let's talk you through it. If you've got some proposals you've received and are confused about the details, or if you're contemplating getting a project started and want a few tips and tidbits and tricks about the right questions to ask so you'll know you're dealing with the right people, uh, it's much better to find that right person and that wrong person before you start the job than when you're in the middle of the job. Give us a ring. The number is one 767 4348. We've been building and remodeling here in the great state of Arizona since the early 70s. And uh, we've built and remodeled. Um, how, many, how many of you know a remodeler that has done a project in Wikiup, Arizona? I bet there aren't very many. Huh? We've done Wikiup. We've done Eager. We've done quite a bit Flagstaff. We've done quite a bit, of course, all around the Valley of the Sun, Maricopa County, done some down in Tucson. So we've done a bit of building and remodeling all over the great state. So wherever you are, you can call us at one 767 and we can kind of coach you along with great information about your particular neighborhood. Now, if we don't know the answer, we have this referral network that lives on the webpage rosieonthehouse.com and we've got every major population area covered with contractors that we have pre-screened. We're tickled to death to have recently won favorite of Tucson and we've won up in Phoenix the number one contractor referral network for nine years in a row. We're the tightest screened network, and we're the only contractor referral network that has a complaint resolution officer on staff. Now, he, he's overpaid because he never <laughs> has anything to do. But I will tell you this. The other referral networks have disclaimers that they've done the searching and the screening. If you have a problem, deal with it. Well, only at Rosie on the House, if you have a problem, do we want to know about it. It comes across my desk, and we jump right on it. But it just doesn't happen that often. That's why we're considered the best referral network for contracting and contractor services in the great state of Arizona. We've got some some fairly new members. The network is growing pretty aggressively down in the Tucson area. Uh, thanks to Miss Susan, who's down there working for us. But uh, we've got Hotchkiss Financial that re- recently joined us. If you're contemplating picking up, uh, refinancing, or buying a home, 
Make sure you give Randy Hotchkiss a call, Hotchkiss Financial. We've got West Coast Roofing, Temperature Control, Lions Roofing, Jaws Just Add Water System. We've got Marvell Mastry, Omni Pools, Habitat, Mexican Tile and Stone Company, Connecticut Water System, Arizona Paint Company, Rebath of Tucson, Woods Plumbing, New Frontiers Painting, Intelligent Design Air Conditioning and Heating. So we've got the areas covered. Now, we had Phoenix and Tucson covered for a long time, and all the folks in Casa Grande kept calling us and saying, man, we're like in no man's land. We can't get your Phoenix contractors to come south, and we can't get your Tucson contractors to come north. So we built out what we call the Casa Grande Connection, and we've got Techno Security, All About Water, Durafoam Roofing, Lions Roofing, Arizona Painting Company, Brutonelle Electric, Brutonelle Plumbing, Desert Sun Heating and Cooling, for those of you in Pinal County. Growing county. It's what we do. Yeah, it is. Flat land. Third most populous. Flat between Phoenix and Tucson. It's, you know, I laughed at the light rail system that went in in Phoenix and the light rail system that went in Tucson. They should have just put a light rail system between the two cities. That saved that traffic on I-10. Man, I, I would take that over driving that I-10 stretch any day. It's it's kind of a scary stretch. We've had some some very heartbreaking, tragic accidents there just recently. Uh, but they are getting it close to being an eight-laner the whole way. And, boy, that's sure going to help. Woo! It's going to be a nightmare when they rip up. <laughs> where, where is it? Like right south of uh, Rawhide and Riggs Road yeah. down to about Casa Grande. To the river, to the Gila River. Well, they, that yeah. bridge isn't big enough to go <laughs> yeah. any wider. So when they start that construction project, I don't know if there's room or how the deeds and the land easement work, but they, they would be best interested if they just built a separate road and finished it and rechanneled it and then just blew that up and demoed it after the fact. <laughs> That's uh, going to be a bottleneck when they start that project. Well, that will be, but... Uh, every construction project does is, tend yep. to do that, but it's always worth it in the end. So the the referral network, the radio broadcasts, the publications we do in newspapers all across the state are all things we do to try and become every Arizona homeowner's best friend. Uh, before you touch your home, we'd like you to come to rosieonthehouse.com first, and let's see if we can't have some information there on our website that gets you started in the right direction. After broadcasting the radio show for 30 years, we've been posting the questions were asked as well as the answers on the webpage. So the webpage becomes virtually an encyclopedia of the correct way to deal with anything having to do with your house, home, castle, or cabin within the great state of Arizona. So, rosyonthehouse.com. It is a call-in show. Roby, why don't we jump out to Brad, who's calling in. Good morning, Brad. Thanks for ringing us. What are you up to today, my friend? Um, driving around, getting errands done. All right. And what you get? What you working on at the house? Um, I've got a uh, air condition, a couple air conditioning units that were installed during a remodel in '99 that I've had people come out and fix about every year and i believe i've been told that they were horizontal air conditioning units that were installed vertically and that was a little unorthodox well what you're being told what you're being told is correct 
Okay. That, that's very, very unorthodox. Leaking, they're leaking water down the condensation in um, great quantities through the filters, and it's causing leaking into the walls and all kinds of things. And you've had this set up since 1999? Uh, yes. So I've been putting bus tubs underneath there, collecting water, emptying them, setting up makeshift drains that filter into the pipe into the sink and all kinds of things to try and correct it. I, I can't even imagine fighting all that for all those years. Have you had an air conditioning contractor look at it and go with a vertical I unit had, or turn these things horizontal the way they're supposed to be? Uh, yeah, I've had several people look at it, and the way that it was set up during the remodel, there's a small closet built for them, um, and that closet, they said we'd have to re, you know, redo pretty much half of two rooms to turn them horizontal again um, or just pay for entirely new units and have them have them redone. And the, the cost was kind of prohibitive. It was to the tune of like $45,000. So I never did it. Yeah. Holy cow. That's half a house in some <laughs> Um Yeah. Man, Brad, where where are you? Um, I'm out in Northeast Mesa. Okay. In the county island out there. Wow. Um, I, I don't, I don't think you have any good options. <laughs> I hate, I hate telling you that, <laughs> but un, until you replace those units, um, you're, you're going to be fighting this. There isn't any way to overcome it. They're, they're not designed to be operating the way they're operating. Um, is that remodeling contractor still in business? No. Yeah, he should no, be. No, it was a uh, you know it was sort of a family operation. Uh huh. Well, they certainly didn't do you any favors with that setup, and I'm sorry to say that you you know, but but man, you've been fighting it for all these years. You're just gonna have to fight it out until those die, and uh, you replace it with the proper equipment. That's all you're gonna be able to to do, bud. Yeah. So do they make a vertical unit that yeah. would yeah. work properly in there? Yeah. Yeah, they uh, uh, any split system has um uh, uh you know, we've got to get the uh, evapor evaporative coil is going to have to be set outside somewhere. It's probably already set out there somewhere anyway, and we've just got to get a vertical air handling unit. Absolutely. You okay. you you need to have well, maybe one. I can look into that. You need to have one. You know, you could get it assessed for free. Northeast Mesa, call Isley's Air Conditioning. Tell them we talked okay. on. Tell them we talked on the air, and have them come out and assess what your situation really is. It shouldn't cost you forty five thousand dollars to fix this, unless you have like four air conditioning units. Um, Let's let's have Isley's take a look at it, and then I'm gonna stay involved. I, I want to know what we can do. I'd love to see some pictures of what this thing is. You could text those to me at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Let's stay tuned and uh, see if we can't help work him work him out of a what's basically a 20 year problem. Yeah. <laughs> mm. Oh man. What a mess. You know, sometimes you find little things, and you're like, ah, oh, that must have been the last thing that guy did closing out the day on a hot summer day. This one no, sounds like no, it was, yeah. like, he, major bonehead thought. Well, he had <laughs> the contractor had these left over from another job 
or they had been misordered, <laughs> and he was just trying to find a way to, to you know. I, I've never even heard of a horizontal air handler being installed vertically. Never even heard of that. Sorry you're having to put up with that, Brad. Hey, uh, buddy, where does mom order this boudin from? Is I don't know. Cajun, CajunGrocers.com. And uh, it's it's our little treat every Saturday morning where we fix a little Cajun boudin biscuits and we bring it in the studio. I don't know if the uh, station knows we do that, but we have a little banquet here every Saturday morning. Did I, I had fun bringing boudin over to the Sanderson Ford shop last week, didn't you? You know, it's if you've never had it, you it's don't know what you're missing. That's right. <laughs> and, and they really enjoyed it. We took, uh, I don't know, we took about 10 pounds of boudin over to Sanderson Ford for their sales meeting. They brought all the salespeople in. We treated them to biscuits and sugarcane molasses and boudin. And I love going to those sales meetings. They, they were talking in particular, Tom was talking in particular, he said, how, how about you new salespeople who recently joined us? Are we not the best car dealership you've ever worked for? And these are guys that had been around the valley working other places. And, I mean, one of, the, one of those guys almost came to tears talking about how great a place Sanderson Ford is to work. What's well, also a great place to shop for cars. Now, Tom did mention that in their growth curve, they're needing some auto techs. So if you're in the auto repair business and you're looking for a great career move, get over to Sanderson Ford. We have oh, calls yeah. at one 767 4348 That's one 888 rosie for you We've got text at 411-923, and we have email at info at rosieonthehouse.com. Keith sent in a picture of a beautiful Palo Verde that was planted in 92 that towers over the second floor of his home that's a bedroom over a garage, so you know it's already probably prone to be an extremely hot room, and this Palo Verde just shades it all beautifully, and they had a microburst come through. And destroy the tree. Oh, man. I shouldn't say destroy. It's still standing up. But you look at it, and he wants to know, you know, can I go ahead and continue trimming? What should I do? But looking at it and what we've learned from Eisenhower, you never want to trim a tree back more than a third of its limbs at a time. Well, the storm has done that for you, Keith. It, it took a third <laughs> of this tree out. So oh, I would just trim up, you know— the, where the limbs would break, there's probably, you know, some jagged edges and some, you know, I would clean all that up and any that might be half broken, trim those off. But for the most part, just leave, leave it alone and it'll come into a, you know, a, a great growth cycle in the next couple of seasons. And, you know, a year or two, you won't even notice <laughs> is it or remember list, what it is. it listing? Did the root ball come up? Or no, just, no. Just shattered the tree, tore yeah, like, the tree up. Like if you look at the, look at that. He's, this well, picture is obviously whack, from whack, whack. the uh, summer when it's in full bloom, coming into the spring, and just picture the width of that. You know, you're probably looking at what fifty feet width. Pretty big. You know, that's down to about thirty. Oops. <laughs> Oops. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get to the rest of the callers here. We have open lines at one triple eight seven six seven forty three forty eight. Hopefully we won't have any other callers that are dealing with a 20-year problem. <laughs> Let's see what, how we can help Mike down in Tucson. Good morning, Mike. 
Morning, Rosie. How you doing? Good. Always glad to listen to you guys. Uh, I got a question regarding screening. We've got a, a place we bought down in Midtown Tucson. Needs some uh, window screens. And we were looking at some of these uh, security screens that they market um, as in how they would compare to like the old wrought iron window guards. Right. Um, are they are they any good? Well, the demonstrations I've seen, they're pretty good. <laughs> they're pretty convincing. I have to say, I, I've, I've never installed any. Um but from what I can tell, from from everything I see, uh, your your concern is primarily home security. Yeah. Okay. Since I've got to replace some of these screens anyway, we were looking at that and saying, well, maybe it's it's worth putting security screens on. I don't know what the cost of them are. I'm not fam- I'm not familiar yeah. either, Mike. But the uh, the other thing you were considering is just the wrought iron frames yeah, that get bolted to the outside of the house. Well, I sure like the look of the security screens a lot better than those. And realtors will tell you that as well. Yeah. You know, that that's one thing that screams bad neighborhood is those old <laughs> iron bars over. Now, there's a way to do them decorative and make them look nice and uh, kind of some old world sculpting on the metal, but that... You know, you're the, you start pricing yourself out of reality pretty quick. But those crime guard screen demonstrations I've seen are pretty darn convincing. Yeah, uh, that's definitely the route I would I would go. And all you need to do is deter them for a few seconds. I mean, they're not going to sit there and beat and beat and beat. I mean, what unless you, it's an extreme situation where uh, you know they don't like to make noise, they don't like to be seen. A burglar's in and out, smash and grab. You deter them for a few seconds. They're gone. So yeah, I think statistics say that uh, one, the the number one point of entry by a home invasion or a crook is the front door. So make sure you've got a good secure screen front door over the top of your wood solid core door. Make sure you've got good deadbolts with a one inch throw on it. Make sure the screen, the security screen door has non-removable pin hinges, and it as well has a good deadbolt with a one-inch throw to it. And Romy's right. I believe statistically they'll tell you that someone's only going to spend about 30 to 45 seconds trying to get in your home. And if they can't in that amount of time, chances are they'll move on down the road. What you've got to remember is try and set your house up in the crime guard screens are a good way that your house doesn't look appealing. It, it, it doesn't look easy to break into. Uh, but they, they especially like front doors that are screened from view where the neighbors can't see the front door or people down the street can't see the front door because of a plant or a screen wall or something like that. Make sure the front door has good line of sight for all the neighbors to see it. Yeah, splintering wood sounds a whole lot different than shattering glass. Shattering glass, everyone's like, hey, something's seriously okay. wrong. You hear other big bangs, you might look around, and if you don't see anything, eh, what's the case? And most of these are not happening at night. You know, They're during the day when they expect everyone to be gone at work. So it's uh, 
It's a great investment if you're concerned about security for your windows because that is then the second place after the doors, front doors, they start hitting back doors and windows. And it it's a great option to deterring anybody that would be there trying to gain access unwelcome. How can you not like that music, huh? Little Marshall Tucker Band right there. Sounding good. I like it. Put a little skip in your step. All right, we took a couple calls during the break. Cleared the lines. That left some lines open right now at one 767 You call in. Uh, my wife, sweet Jennifer of 40 years, will get your name, where you're calling from, and what your question is. Like Tony calling from Glendale with a plumbing question. Good morning, Tony. Yes, good morning. First, I want to start by saying thank you for the diamond tickets I went on Labor Day that I won over last weekend. Good. Yeah, it was a good game, except we lost. Oh, <laughs> I actually saw that. I saw the game Tuesday night that we actually won. Yeah. That, that was a good game. And, hey, yeah. Tony, it's interesting you say that because this segment, we have the next set to give away, and it's the same tickets. Are those nice seats or what? Oh, that was excellent seats. They're very nice, very good seats. We really everything was great except we lost the game. We we really <laughs> need we we really need to not lose again, and we really need the Dodgers and the Rockies to lose a few. It's coming. I know, but they play each other to start this weekend. So yeah, yeah. They'll lose. That's Beat good. each other up. It, it's it's coming down to crunch time, isn't it? They always do that. Oh you man. On our nerves. Anyway, my question is: uh, when I turn on the water, hot water on the kitchen sink. First, it's fine. When the water gets warmer, it's like the, the pipes start to rattle, but actually the water is vibrating the whole thing, and then water comes out also kind of like on and off, on and off, on and off. Is that the faucet causing that? Could it, it very well could be. Is it only at the kitchen faucet? Yes. Yeah. Um, and only when the water gets hot. Yeah. What? What? Okay. Well, what you I'm, – I'm suspicious that it is just the faucet. Okay, and you could test that by disconnecting the hot side underneath the counter okay. and crack the uh, uh, valve on the wall and, and fill a bucket and just see okay. if, if it does it, if it does it. Now, if it does it that way, uh, I mean, this this is something that's just recently started. You yes, been, it's recent. Yeah, it's probably the faucet. If it's not the faucet, then we've developed uh, something has changed maybe in the way of the pressure at the house. And we may have to go to like a little mini arrester uh, mounted right there underneath the kitchen sink, which is really easy to do. Uh, and that uh, re- eliminates the air hammer that causes the, the – that, that's the vibration inside the pipes. All right. But try, try it. With the angle stop valve and a bucket, see if it does it. If it doesn't, then you're probably going to just replace the faucet and be all set. How old is the faucet? Uh, the faucet, at least, I'd say since 2008. Okay. All right. Uh, okay. Do you know? Do you happen to know? Is it a Delta? Mm, I, no, I, I'm, I, I'm not sure. No. Okay. What brand it is? It's, I mean, it's not a cheap brand, but not expensive brand. It's like in the middle. Okay. Well, at the point you decide to replace it, uh, I, I'll tell you, we install a lot of Deltas, 
and uh, I have a Delta at my house, and it's the kind that kind of comes out and is on a long cord with a little spray handle, kind of, you know, and it's guaranteed for life. And I actually had one in there for about 10 years, and I tested that warranty, and they gave me a brand new one. Nice. <laughs> so there's solid. there's my one little tip right there. I, I Romy's little brother, William, who doesn't live here, lives in Portland. Uh, he's a plumber, and he was home on vacation. And he saw that our kitchen faucet had developed a little leak to it. And I, I, and he mentioned, I said, yeah, I'll, I'll pick the cartridge up. I'll get it. He said, okay. Well, then the next day, he took it off, ran it down to the plumbing supply house, traded it for a brand new one, had a brand new one installed. He, he said, yeah, Delta's guaranteed for life. <laughs> I said, okay. Very good. Uh, yeah. And majority of them, I believe, are American-made. I don't remember specifically Delta. I mean, it's going to force me to look it up now. But one of those big plumbing companies is right in the Midwest, like around Kansas City, and another one's around Atlanta. So which one of those is Delta? I don't know. And they got uh, Wolf Brass, I think, is in Florida. Most of that, I think, is made here, too. I would yeah. The name Delta would be more to the <laughs> south than I think, like, uh, uh, middle America. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> Let's see if we can bring Nancy into the conversation. Having taken care of Tony, that opens Come a on. line for you at one 767 Nancy? Good morning. Calling from Phoenix. Good morning. Hi. My mother is moving into a house that has a sunken living room. And we would like to cover that in so that it's even with the rest of the flooring around it, but we don't know what the best process would be. You know, when you get a couple guys out there and take a look at it, you may get a guy or two that tells you, let's just put some two-by-sixes or two-by-eights down and put plywood on top of that to bring it up flush uh, and call it good. We, We don't like that method at all. Nancy, it's okay. it's putting wood down below grade. It, it it creates a condition conducive for termite infestation. It's much much better. Uh, what we do is we go in there and we cut the sheetrock up above the floor because right now, as you step down in the living room, the sheetrock goes down all the way to the floor. So right. we have to we we chalk a line and we cut that and we get it completely out of there. And then there's generally little furring strips that are mounted on the masonry stem wall. We have to get those out of there. And then we, uh, of course, remove whatever floor coverings there. It's probably carpet. And then we, we fill the whole thing with ABC fill and four and a half inches of concrete. Uh, and then the electrical receptacles around the outside perimeter of the house probably have to be raised because you don't want the electrical receptacle two inches above the ground, you know, above the finished floor. Right. Uh, and if you'll measure the room, I can tell you to do it right, what we like to do before we do all that is we go in and we termite treat underneath that whole area. Okay. Uh, just as a preventative, because uh, once you then have four inches of concrete, four inches of ABC, four inches of concrete, and four inches of ABC. Sometimes that area can be hard to to treat should termites ever come. So we saturate the area with termite pretreat, then we put in the ABC, then we put in the concrete, we cut the sheetrock, we raise all the electrical receptacles, patch the, con- patch the drywall, 
get it ready for painting, and then you can put whatever floor covering you want in there when you were done. Generally, well, generally speaking, if you'll measure the room, you're going to be between twenty and thirty dollars a square foot to do that right. Okay, it's uh, it's fifteen by eighteen. I know that. Okay, so that is two fifty five to about three hundred square feet. So you're going to be somewhere between six and nine thousand dollars. Okay. Not. In- and then what about letting the concrete? Sure. Like, how does that work? That's a a great question. That's a great. Well, generally what we do, because that's a lot of humidity inside the house, because as concrete cures, people people call it curing. It's really not curing. It's hydrating. You're you're off gassing a ton of humidity. And we generally just put some fans in there. We don't blow the fans right onto the concrete surface. We point them up into the room just to keep the air circulating, and that accelerates it a little bit. You might consider having this done before your mom moves in. Um, yes. Yeah. And, and, and then within a, within a couple of days, you're in pretty good shape. What floor covering would your mom want back down when it's done? She's putting carpet back down. Okay. Well, carpet can go back down generally after about four or five days. If you're going to go with tile and grout, we have to wait a little bit longer than that. Okay. And do you have any companies that you recommend? And where is the house, Nancy? Um, Phoenix, 35th Avenue and Bell area. Yeah. I uh, I believe uh, TWD would do that. Kirk Development would do it. Both Rosie Certified Remodelers. At Rosie Remodeling, we do it. We do it fairly often. So any one of those three companies, uh, depending on how busy the other guys are, this is kind of considered a smaller job. And depending on how busy they are, they may or may not be able to get to it. Now, Rosie loves small jobs. If if I could just do small (laughs) jobs, that's all I would do. Uh, you, You get in, you get them done, and you go to the next one. These jobs that you go on and you're there for six or eight or nine months, I uh, I get, get worn a little down. Crazy. I get worn down. <laughs> right. Okay. And what gives me that number, please? Uh, Nancy, and you could just dial this same number you dialed to call the radio show. Just dial that number during the week and let them know you you want somebody to come out and take a look at infilling the. Do y'all have keys to the house yet? Um. No, it's about three weeks out, okay. and then she was going to do some of the. Um, changing out of things before she actually moved in. Yeah. Okay. Well, just call that oh. same number, and that puts you in touch with Rosie Remodeling Monday through Friday, oh. and uh, we'll send somebody out and measure it up for you and give you a specific written detail. Okay, perfect. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Yeah, you bet, Nancy. We appreciate it. Okay. You know, at the uh, little Rosie Remodeling Company, uh, we're uh, pr- pretty busy right now. <laughs> Uh, we're looking for good people. Uh, like I mentioned, I like small jobs. If, if I could do our entire annual revenue goal in jobs under ten or $15,000, that's the way I would like to do it. But, of course, my designer says, Rosie, it takes me as much time and effort to design a $12,000 project as it does to design a $112,000 project. Why, why don't we get some of the bigger jobs? So so Alex goes out and he gets the bigger jobs. And Rosie goes around collecting and getting all the little handyman jobs. And we need a good, experienced carpenter all around 
trades guy, and we need someone like that really bad. Um, finding good people right now is pretty tough. Everybody that's any good is pretty busy. But if you know someone that wants to make a significant – if they just have a job working somewhere with their tool belt on – and they want to come and visit with a company that they can have an entire shift in their career, then have them contact us at Rosie on the house remodeling because we could sure use a couple real good guys right now. It was all over talk radio this week, just how much money the trades are making. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good living. <laughs> it's a real – if you like working with your hands and meeting great people, I mean um, – how how else would I have ever met Alice Cooper, <laughs> but but to put a second edition on his house? Oh, as you say, grow your hair out and learn guitar. And- <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, put a second edition on his house. How would I have ever met Sybil Ferguson, the lady that founded Diet Centers? Uh, put a second bedroom on her house or, up in uh, Paradise Valley. Smucker's Jelly. How would I have ever met Paul Smucker, one of the nicest men I've ever met in my entire life from Smucker Jellies? Uh, he has uh, kind of like a little compound next to, well, in, in, in Paradise Valley. And we've done work for him and his sons and his daughters. And I mean, they're, they're just a great family. Um, Paul Harvey. Paul Harvey. Yeah. yeah. How would I have ever met Paul Harvey? Radio. You know? Well, I never <laughs> met him radio. It wasn't until he needed work done at his house that I met him. So I have met some of the uh, the founder of PetSmart, Jim Doherty. How would I have ever met Jim Doherty? But remodeling his house and then going up to Flagstaff and remodeling his mother-in-law's house. So it, 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 I have met some of the greatest people, my customers, uh, being in, and you get to know them on a fairly personal level. How, how else would you get to know somebody than, you know, remodeling their bathroom? I mean, you get to know them pretty good, right? So we're looking for great people at Rosie on the House Remodeling. If you're in the business and you want to make a step up in your career, give us a call. We've got uh, the tickets we'll give away. We were burned out of time, so we'll do it at this next break. Before we start the next hour, I promise we'll do it right after the break. Well, I'm trying to find Delta's out of Indianapolis. Bowen's out of near Cleveland. I can't find what plumbing's out of Atlanta, but I don't know. I was I had that wrong, but I couldn't let it go. My curious nature had to know. Hey. Let's get these sports tickets. These are Diamondback September twenty third. It's a one uh one ten afternoon game. Uh first pitch. Uh, there's a trivia there, well, it's not really a trivia question. There's just a, an interesting Arizona fact in our home maintenance calendar. If you have yours, it's uh the Arizona history, and we tried tied tried to tie it to the month it was in. It's at the bottom of the calendar in the middle space. There's a little thing there about the water source, and then the questions asked in our weekly newsletter. If you know the answer, if you if you know the answer, and just get our newsletter. Uh, well, good for you, you smart Arizona. <laughs> if you need the help for the answer, it's in our home maintenance calendar. Well, the answer to that question about our Arizona's renewable. Water resource. If you know that answer, text it to 411923 between now and the end of the broadcast, and we'll pick a random winner from the right answers and we'll send you the tickets. You'll be going to watch the Diamondbacks take on the Rockies. That'd be a, September 23rd. That'll be a very critical game. One 
Very one ten p.m. You know, I'm kind of late coming to the appreciation of baseball. It wasn't anything I ever played in high school. I just went straight from football to wrestling to track. Never played any baseball at all. Uh, but I'm getting to where I enjoy it more and more and more. And at this last week's game, I took someone who played high school baseball, college baseball, and then coached college baseball. I learned more about baseball <laughs> watching that game with this guy and just being with him, somebody that loved the sport as much as he did, gave me a whole new level of appreciation for it. So now well, I know more about baseball now than I've ever known in my entire life. It would have taken me 10 years to learn that much. So I was the same way, never really had any uh, well, like you said appreciation it was never, for It was baseball. never around the house. You didn't grow up in a house that hung no. around baseball events. And I don't know where it came from, but Remy's in lo- loves baseball. <laughs> um, hates T-ball. Drives him insane. I mean, he's five years old, and he doesn't understand why he has to stop at first base, and he'll tag someone out and doesn't stand why they're not out. <laughs> I mean, he gets the game, and T-ball drives him crazy because it's – not what he's used to seeing and little, watching the pros do. A little too politically correct. Oh, <laughs> it is. It drives him insane. But uh, his grandfather on his mom's side, I mean, I mean, you know, Papa Bob was a Triple A player. Yeah. So he's he's got a little bit of baseball in his blood I from guess he does. Mama's side. <laughs> hey, I wanted to mention before we go into the ten o'clock hour, where we drill down specifically why we're still in the nine o'clock hour open line. Uh, we're getting a lot of blowback uh, from the APS rate increase well it wasn't an increase it was a change and i I just want to say this a a few more times folks if your bill has gone up significantly with the new aps rate you're not managing your power correctly virtually everyone we've consulted with homeowners we've been able to get their bill to as low or lower than it was before now, you got to go on a demand rate, but if you take your total uh, electricity used in kilowatt hours and divide it by your total bill, we can get you under $0.10, cents, which is less than we even thought we were going to be able to get you to. And regardless of your political affiliation, if you're an APS customer, you have Donald Trump to thank for the tax expense adjuster which APS is crediting you the taxes they're not going to have to be paying based on the new tax rate Donald Trump put in effect. So I didn't understand yet. Am I paying more or less? That's all I want to know. Well, (laughs) you're paying less. APS is crediting you all the tax money they're not going to have to spend. Got it. And they're giving you a direct credit for that. So if your bill is running... 14, 15, 16, 18, 20, 30 cents a kilowatt, you're just buying power wrong. And you need someone to come consult with you about how we can get that down well under 15 cents a kilowatt. Uh, I, I'm down, I, I through extreme measures, I got down to under 8 cents a kilowatt. Now, Jennifer's not going to let me stay there. <laughs> she said, okay, enough is enough. I said, I know, I know, I know, I know. I get it, I get it. Uh, I just had to see that it, what it could be done. And it, it can still be done. You can still buy APS electricity 
staying very comfortable. I'm not turning my thermostat up to 84 degrees. We're super cooling. We've got energy management computers on the house. I've got 3,000 square feet air conditioned to 68 degrees in the middle of the summer, and my bill was under 260 bucks. So if you're experiencing big price increase in your APS bill, you need to call us and let's get a little consulting session set up. Coming up next, we've got Easy Turf, Artificial Turf, in studio talking about the benefits and water savings of artificial turf for your Arizona landscape. <laughs> 